Welcome to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're those friends that you can take with you wherever you are on the path of infertility. Welcome back to the Springs in the Desert podcast. I am Jillian, your host, and I am joined today by the lovely Alyssa. How are you today? I'm doing so good. I love being here and seeing your lovely face. Thank you. It is a joy to talk with you. And I'm really excited about our conversation today. We love these desert reflections because we get to just have kind of a lighthearted conversation about different topics. And today we get to learn a little bit more about your background in music because we want to talk about how music can be healing. Can it be healing? What's the purpose of music? And then give a little shout out to a music resource that we have available for our listeners. So Alyssa, I just want to let you jump right in. Can you just tell us about your background in music and what got you interested in music? Anything you'd like to share? Sure. So for me, music was, it, there was never a start. It started before birth. I mean, my my dad is a music <laughs> therapist. Oh my gosh. My mom is an amazing singer. My siblings, uh, my older sister was a music teacher for a long time. My brother is a composer. My younger sister oh my goodness. is in community theater. We were, my, my maiden name is Terry. And they literally called us the Von Terry singers at church because we would go and sing in like harmony and things like that. So there was never not music in my life. We were wow. we were just the music family. And to this day, my dad is the music director at the church I grew up in. So it's just, I've been surrounded forever. It's woven in the fabric of my being to have music. So wow. it's inseparable. So that being said, I, you know, I started singing in church choirs and I play flute also was like my main instrument throughout life. I started that when I was six. I sang since I could talk. Um, and, <laughs> uh, but really focusing in on it kind of happened probably at like middle school, high school, where I started like taking all the music classes. And then I did end up uh, majoring. I hold a bachelor of music in music therapy. And I was a music therapist for over a decade before we rerouted. I, I, you know, I let Father Paul go to seminary and all. <laughs> so yes. at, that, at that point, I, I stopped my uh, music therapy career. And I'm currently not certified as a music therapist because right now I'm in school for graphic design because why not? Let's take a turn, another <laughs> turn in life, right? But yeah, it's something that's just been so interwoven in, in life. It's, it's like I think in music, I process emotions in music. And I think in my music therapy practice, I used that part of me to kind of help others utilize yeah. that same tool. Wow. That is that so stuff. incredible. Yeah. I I am so I'm just imagining your family, you know, and doing the dishes or going oh. out to the grocery store, you know, just that there's the spirit of musicality present. I, I can imagine that that was really helpful in many situations, you know, to have an outlet. I, I like to sing. I've sang for most of my life. I've had really great opportunities come from singing, but my family is not musical. That's not something yeah. I share with them. It's, it's such a normal thing for me too, like to, to bust out in four part harmony, just like on a Tuesday morning while I'm brushing my teeth <laughs> is normal. And so I don't realize that that's not normal for others. So <laughs> sure. Well, you know, I'm curious what, you know, I, I know there's probably so much you could share about music therapy, but what is sort of what would a like a session look like? What is music therapy? 
You, well, music therapy, if you want like the official definition, there's not really an official one, but there's certain parts that go into music therapy. And music therapy is the use of music to attain non-music goals. And it involves okay. the relationship between a music therapist and the client. So okay. a lot of times we'll use the term music therapy and just kind of throw it out there because it, you know, you can use music therapeutically throughout your life. But as a music therapist, it, we kind of guard that music therapy term. And I like to compare it to like, I can feel like I've done something therapeutic if I talk to my mom about a problem I'm having. But that doesn't mean I was in therapy when I was talking to my mom. So yes. you can use music in a therapeutic way, but that doesn't mean you're in music therapy. Sure. So I'm not saying don't use music. Absolutely. Music is so healing and so therapeutic. It's just, you know, you got lots of extra training when you actually have a music therapist sitting yes. there with you and, you know, guiding you through certain things. So Yes, that's really helpful. You know, we um, recorded an episode with Edward Luresman recently, who is a therapist in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about how there's just what you said, there are so many ways for healing to occur. And, you know, he doesn't offer spiritual direction. Uh, mm -hmm. But he offers therapy. And sometimes, you know, you have to see and define when one discipline picks up, you know, and the next yeah. drops off. And so I can imagine lines that blur sometimes because I know, you know, a physical therapist might put music on while they're doing their, their physical therapy. And that's all great. But yeah, it's blurred sometimes. So yes, yes, <laughs> I, I can imagine that that is true. You know, clearly, you think that music is healing, you know, that there there's this ability for it to aid us in our healing. And I'm curious if, you know, because you have this love of music, do you think that there's something that music, just because of what music is, offers something different than perhaps what we read or what we draw? You know, even, you know, graphic design, that is so, such a really creative field and, and so beautiful, but it is different than music. And so what do you think music is that it offers that's different than these other mediums? Well, there is a really cool fact about music in that the brain processes it in a very unique way. And I'm going to get a little bit sciencey here. I don't, I don't have all the words because I'm not like a neurologist or anything <laughs> like that. You know, your brain has a language center and a movement center and has the, the emotional center. And they, they in, you know, intertwine a little bit. But when you do an MRI of someone listening to music, the entire brain lights up. Wow. So music is passing through all of these centers in your brain wow. while you're listening to it or while you're, you know, making it, or creating it. And I think in a very scientific way that that's a huge reason why we feel it. And it, it just kind of like it becomes this very visceral thing that happens to us because we're processing it in such a global way. And I think that really ties into emotions and spirituality and things like that. And that's why, you know, you can be drawn to tears mm -hmm. while you're listening to something or if you're at church and, and a certain favorite song comes on. This has certainly happened to me where I'm sitting there and I don't know that I'm so emotional until the song comes on and then the floodgates open or I get really excited and happy or things like that. That's why music is so, you know, yeah. so special and, you know, part of us being human and things like that too. So that is so intriguing. And I'm just thinking of some of my most fond memories of music. And they were either in community with people, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it was sort of this, it, yeah, not that I, I, I listened to music a lot on my own, but the way that it brought me together with people, or even, you know, it typically moves 
me to dance or it mm -hmm. causes me to do something. You know, maybe it's even I want to listen to music while I'm cleaning. So I'm doing it better or, you know, just it's so versatile. Yes, it, it, it like gives me somewhere sort of to go that, you know, a novel. I love reading, yeah. but I'm, I'm not going to go dance while I'm reading a book <laughs> yeah. or I, you know, my husband and I read together a lot, but it's, it's different. It, it, right. it does offer something different. So that is a really interesting fact about like the MRI. Said, with the community making music as a community, that's, it's such a, it's a, like I said, it's so versatile because you can make it on your own. You can listen to it. You can actively sing or play an instrument. And another thing we learned and, and was kind of ingrained in us in as music therapists is that it's the safe container. It's like, you can emote in it, you can, you know, reach out and be with other people in it, but it provides like these walls almost. And like once that piece of music is done or once that creation, uh, if you're actively making music is done, you're done with it. It's in the container, it's you put the lid on and good to go. And if you're not recording any of it and it's just purely making music, it's gone forever. You can do so much in that little safe container and poof, you never have wow. to see it again. So, I mean, unless you record it. then that's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that brings me to a thought that I've had a lot about music, how, you know, we're in the year 2023, yet there's very little music that sounds like each other. You know, of course, there are different, you know, copyright things or, the, you know, similar beats and the notes are, you know, similar, but that there's so many different genres of music and ways to play and instruments to play that it just feels very inexhaustible, mm -hmm. which I, th I think could maybe also be another difference. You know, I remember in high school learning in an English class that there are, I think there are seven plots to a narrative story that all, like, all books fall into, or narrative novels, mm -hmm. fall into these seven categories. So even though there's so many different kinds of novels, they kind of all are addressing one of these seven areas, mm -hmm. like the the villain and the superhero, the love story, you know, the, I can't remember all of them, but it was something like that. And I feel like music expands much more broadly than, than you know, the novel can, that it can express something in so many ways. The interesting thing about that is too, it's like, it is exhaustible. Like there is a finite amount of rhythms you can come up with and amount sure. of chord progressions you can come up with. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that would argue that <laughs> sure. maybe I'm wrong, but, <laughs> but um, I think part of it is also what we bring to it while we're listening or while we're making it also because you know if I, I could especially if it's an instrumental piece of music and it's not telling you a story with lyrics mm -hmm. the sky's the limit where it takes you so I think that's a really special thing about music also it's like yes it's, not, it, it's interactive you know you know I'm also curious now I'm just thinking of all my different playlists and the, the songs I like to listen to you know, when I'm cleaning or when I'm tired or when I'm, you know, needing motivation to work out or something mm -hmm. like that. Do you think that there are, you know, certain genres perhaps that are more conducive to this idea of healing? You know, the people in our community are often longing for that, you know, or, or restored relationship with the Lord or healing with their bodies. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm curious if you, uh, yeah, I mean, have any thoughts about that, how different genres might be able to help? 
I think, no, there is not a genre that is specific to helping any group of people or, or there's no magic pill for music, unfortunately. And I really <laughs> like YouTube channels that are like, oh, listen to this thing and you'll be relaxed and listen to this thing and you will have heightened awareness or whatever. And I'm always very skeptical of them mm-hmm. because it may work. It may work for you. And that's fantastic if you found that playlist or that genre or that soundscape that's perfect for what you need it for. But something that might be perfect for me might just annoy you, uh, you know? <laughs> so it's it's all about preference. And even in um, mm-hmm. music therapy, when you're, when you're doing sessions and uh, treatment plans and things like that, it is so based on preference of the person you're working with. And I think that's true for, for praying or for healing or for, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting through whatever it is that wherever you are on, on your journey. And I think sometimes people need to hear that too, because I think sometimes it's like, well, if I pray, I need to listen to hymns. Or Mm -hmm. if I'm praying, I need to listen to Gregorian chant or something like that. And I don't think I've ever, like, I don't personally put on chant to listen to. I'm, it's just, I listen, it's, it's on uh, before liturgy at church, we type it in and it's beautiful and it's calming and things like that. But for my own personal, I kind of just go for like the nineties alt rock. But that's me. <laughs> love that. Love that. <laughs> you know, that this is reminding me of a, a TV show. I'm, I can't remember the name of it right now, but uh, there's a TV show that I was watching of these two women who went through a pretty traumatic experience. They had, I think, lost, they each lost a spouse or something like that. And they were coming together. And the first scene was them meeting at one woman's house or apartment and she was listening to some pretty serene music and she was painting and that was kind of her mode of grieving through this was kind of trying to create this really peaceful environment and the next scene was for this other woman and they they got into her vehicle and she just cranked heavy metal music and she that is what she (laughs) needed to grieve that night and so I love what you said that there really is no one size fits all yeah. genre. And it's it's not always like if, you know, if you're talking about it in terms of prayer, also you can find prayer and you can find God in secular music. Right. You don't have to put, you know, praise music or hymns on to find God. I think there are some some pieces that touch me in a way that a hymn never touched my my sense of, you know, emoting or whatever. And I think it's important if you're looking for music to pray to or to listen to is to just listen to yourself, listen to your brain. What's it doing? Is it bringing you closer to God in that moment? And is that, is it working for you? And so whatever that is, that is working for you, go with it, just run with it. You know, I think there's sometimes this, well, I shouldn't be listening to secular music if I'm Mm. talking to God, but we live in a secular world most of the time. So um, there's no shame in finding God in the secular music either. Yeah, that I really love that point because I think I have fallen into that sort of lie several times throughout my life where I felt like in order to be this good Christian or to be you know this sort of uh, well-rounded or you know what fill in the blank of whatever kind of person I was trying to be I had to sort of listen to this type of music or know these types of artists and I think I yeah, I limited myself from mm-hmm. perhaps even just enjoying music you know I, I think because God, created all artists. And so they have something to offer. You know, they're uh, a friend of mine had described 
people to me or, or the, sort of the kingdom of God, the body of Christ as a diamond and that we all mm-hmm. reflect you know, from different angles. And you, if you just see one side, you're not really seeing the whole diamond. And mm-hmm. so I just, I really appreciate that comment because there are so many secular artists, you know, is likely what we would group them as that speak beautiful truths through their music. Okay. And perhaps even in a way that a Christian artist might not be able to because of the the genre or the kind of the scope mm-hmm. that they're they're playing for. So that's, that's beautiful. And I'm, I'm actually thinking about uh, this year for Seek in 20, Seek 2023, uh, they had Ben Rector come play oh. for all these college students. And uh, he is not Catholic uh, that I know of. He, he may be Christian, but regardless, he his music is really loved by young people. Mm-hmm. And he, on his stories on social media, was sharing that he thought he was just going to be performing, you know, maybe in a like a ballroom with right. a couple hundred students or a kind of a small venue. He didn't know he was going to an NFL stadium filled with 20,000 people that no pressure loved him. <laughs> yeah, so it was so it was really funny watching him. I wasn't able to go, but it was funny watching his stories and how he like it, his music, this this secular music, so to speak. Mm-hmm brought together, you know, 20,000 Catholic young people. Yeah. And then there were pictures of him wearing this hat with, uh, I think it was Our Lady of Guadalupe on it. And just this, this ability for music to bring people together, regardless if they, you know, maybe perhaps see things the same way. Mm-hmm. Or I, I just, I think it's so beautiful and true what you said, that you don't necessarily have to listen to just a Catholic artist or a Christian artist or a chant or a mm-hmm. hymn. It can be found, God can be found everywhere in music. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of times you miss those things too. I am I'm so huge on finding the little moments. I love the seeing the things that people tend to walk past or, you know, even my own thoughts. And this is something maybe maybe the listeners can start to do if this is something that happens to them. I am constantly, I have a soundtrack in my head, like nonstop. It's just... <laughs> going. And sometimes I don't really pay that much attention to it. And sometimes I kind of hone in on it and, and see what what's going on in there. And so often, I will find that the song running through my head is perfectly matched to what's happening to me, whether it's mm-hmm. like this joyful song, or, you know, if I'm having a hard time emotionally, and it's sometimes it, it is, you know, a part of the mass stuck in my head. And I'm like, well, why is that there? And it's like, oh, because I'm feeling, you know, either really guilty about something or because, you know, whatever the case may be, but listening Hmm. to what's happening in your head without when you're not really paying attention to what's happening in your head. I don't know. I always find that very insightful when that happens, because it kind of gives you another angle on what's going on with yourself, too. It's kind of like a little check in. Yeah. How everything's going in there. <laughs> I love that, especially for those who maybe don't have access to music therapy near them, you know, to just check in with themselves, what what music is going to, I, I can recall moments that that happened to me. So I want to start doing that. Another thing I want to encourage our listeners to do is to send us some music recommendations. We have a Spotify playlist, um, perhaps even a couple uh, here at Springs in the Desert. And so we just encourage you to share with us some of your favorite songs for healing. You know, we could uh, definitely make a, a healing playlist with what variety of music. It doesn't have to be just Christian or hymns. Um, they can be whatever is helpful. 
in yeah, that healing process. Alyssa, I am so grateful for this conversation. It is so good to talk with you and get to get to know you more. And I definitely have a greater appreciation for music after this conversation. Yeah, this was great. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun to talk. Like I said uh, before we started recording, it's my wheelhouse. So I'm like, oh, I have other things to say. Yes. I have other things to say. So. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, listeners, if you uh, would like to know more about music or talk more about music, or if you were related to anything that we talked about today, let us know. Uh, I know Alyssa would love to chat with you more about music. And uh, we are just so thankful that you are here. And we're so, we're so privileged to serve you here at Springs in the Desert. So just remember that God loves you and so do we. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for this Springs in the Desert podcast episode. We would be so grateful if you took a minute to rate and review us so that we can reach more listeners. Don't forget to check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and go to our website, springsinthedesert.org, where you can sign up for our newsletter and community prayer list, read our blog, and register for virtual and in-person events. Most importantly, remember that God loves you so much and so do we.